Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of the Bardic Inquisition. I am your host Vince. A few months ago I had the idea to run a little project where I would teach my players how to DM. And I think it went pretty well. I ended up personally learning quite a bit, as did most of my players. That is what we're going to talk about this episode. So, without further ado, let's hit that intro. So if you're a DM, or even if you are a D&D player and you have a DM, you probably know that the prospect of running D&D can be uh, daunting to someone that's never done it before. So I randomly had the idea, why don't I turn teaching people how to DM into sort of a group project? And I honestly think that ended up being the best avenue for this. Along the way, I learned a lot of very interesting lessons, and I want to share some of those lessons with you here today. But before we get started with the life lessons here, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to all of our fantastic supporters on Patreon. Thank you guys very much. You are the best. Oh, and one final thing before we get started, I just wanted to note that these DM lessons are in no particular order. I just decided to number them for the sake of organization. But enough dilly-dally, let's get started. Number one, different DMs have different styles. Honestly, this should come as no surprise to anyone. But to use a couple of examples, one of my players is a very narrative-driven style DM. As a player, she's not really fond of combat, and so when she runs, she doesn't really make her sessions about that. Now, granted, she does like to run combat a little bit more than she likes to play in it as a player, but she doesn't make the session about combat, it's really about trying to figure out what's going on in one particular story, or what's happening with this town or this NPC. It is, again, very narrative-focused. On the other hand, I have another player who, as a DM, lost their mind when they found out that there are actually random tables in the Dungeon Master's Guide. There's a very important lesson here, though, and that is, if you're good at something, or even if you just really love something, you should absolutely play into it. After all, a huge part of DMing is the fun of taking this game we all know and love and putting your own personal spin on it. After all, when you are the DM, it's your game. Make it yours. Number two, all DMs have weaknesses, and that's okay. During this process of teaching my friends how to DM, I tried my best to teach everything I knew while not coming off as overbearing. 
But even with me guiding the other DMs, there were still certain issues that each player had. Not terrible ones, mind you, but areas to work on nonetheless. And that's alright. Because DMing, while not difficult to do in and of itself, takes a lot of experience to do well. To use a couple of examples, I had one DM that really had to fight the urge to railroad the players. That, uh, may have been my fault. I, uh, I get a little carried away. On the other end of the spectrum, one of the other DMs ran into a little bit of trouble with pacing and ended up having to kind of rush the other players to the end of the game towards the last 30 minutes. In the end, though, none of these things are truly game-breaking. As a wise man once said, time heals all wounds. Number three, and this one's a little bit specific, but if you are the primary DM at your table, your other players will absolutely compare themselves to you. I actually had this come up a couple of times. The first time was when my friends mentioned that they didn't think that they would be as good of a DM as I am. Now, to be fair, this was before that friend had run their first session. But even after a few of my friends had run, some of them complained that they wished they knew how to do voices. What? The voices that I do for my NPCs, I had always just considered something that was a part of my DM style. But because I was these players' first DM, they had attributed some ability to do voice acting as good DMing. Don't get me wrong, it is a skill and it's good if you can do it, but it is just one tool in a DM's toolkit and it's not even really that necessary of a tool. One skill that I would say is absolutely necessary is the ability to improvise. More on that later. Number four, no amount of prep work will ever feel like enough. All new DMs and most experienced ones go through this. Hell, I go through this. If you are going through your paperwork the day before the session and you're trying to memorize all the things you had written down and you suddenly start thinking, Oh, what if they go to this area? Or maybe I need another encounter. Yeah, sound familiar? This tip is for you. During this project, the other DMs definitely expressed some degree of nervousness before the session, and I don't think any of them felt ready. I get this way all the time, and there are things you can do to prepare in case your group finishes early or it goes in a completely different direction, see random encounters, but at a certain point you just have to tell yourself, if it comes up, I'll figure it out at the table. Number 5. You can be bad at math and still be a great DM. Yes, I know the statement seems counterintuitive, but the fact remains, you don't technically need to even roll dice, aside from attack rolls and initiative. But for damage on rolls, you can always use average damage. And hell, you could even use D&D Beyond's Encounter Builder. It does all the math for you. In fact, one of the DMs that I taught how to DM is terrible at math, and he still managed to run a very fun and entertaining game. Now, as a side note, he really loves minions. You know, like from 4th edition. Because one hit kills them. 
so it doesn't really matter what their HP is. And that's a whole lot less math to keep track of. Number 6. You can get away with very little prep. During this first round of Project DM, most of the DMs I found overprepared. This is to be expected. We all do it. However, one of the DMs, an avid video gamer, procrastinated quite a bit and ended up doing a lot of his prep work within a couple of hours the day before the session. And do you know what happened as a result? Nothing! It was totally fine. I don't think anyone even noticed. The only one that knew anything about it was me, because he told me afterwards. Now, could the session have gone better with a little bit more prep work? Sure, absolutely. But the truth is, you don't really need it. And if a lack of preparation is keeping you from running your first session, you might just be better off prepping less. Number 7. There's no crime in plagiarism. Well, there is a crime in plagiarism, but not in your D&D games. With some exceptions, obviously, as any good lawyer will tell you. Man, there were several references to various forms of media in our first round of Project DM. Stop me if any of these sound familiar. Harry the Potter. Six's Sense. Shrek. Fioga and their donkey. The Bog of Semi-Eternal Stench. And that's not even including slightly less obvious references, such as Michelle, a black leather-clad female vigilante with a soft spot for cats. Or the town barkeep who looks and acts remarkably like Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs, and may or may not have a dark secret about him. There was even a point where the DMs were stealing from each other. In one of the games, there was a magical flower at the end that caused the party to fall into a dreamscape of sorts. And in this dreamscape, it was kind of like a free-for-all PvP session where each person only had access to a couple of weapons and maybe one spell slot. And that was pretty cool. So in the next session, the same flower popped up, but this time, the players had access to all of their equipment and all of their spell slots. This session was run by a different DM, and it was also pretty cool. In the last session, run by a completely different DM, of course, guess what? The flower made another appearance. This time, however, it was a remedy for a disease that was caused by wild magic. And uh, between you and me, I have a feeling that the flower is going to pop up again. Here's the point, though. If you really like something, steal it. It's part of the culture of DMing. No one is going to get angry if you take something from their campaign and use it. In fact, just the opposite. A lot of people will take it as a compliment. Well... That's it, guys. Hopefully, seven lessons is enough. But if not, well, then I have a lot of work to do. The bottom line is that this Project DM thing has been really fun so far. I like seeing what each of my players brings to the table. And so far, they've all been excited to run. I think putting it into the context of a group project makes it easier to digest. 
people seem to be a lot more willing to try something that they might not be good at if they know that they're not the only ones doing it for the first time. What about you? If you're a D&D player, consider trying out the DM spot. Maybe even make it into a group project like I did. If you're a DM, try talking to your players about trying something similar. They may be willing to give it a shot. And if not, well, maybe I just have really good players. My only advice if you try this out is don't try to squeeze each person's mini campaign into a single session. In fact, in this second round of Project DM that we're doing, we're going to try to make each player's mini-campaign fit into about two to three sessions instead. But here's the important part. If your players try out two or three sessions of DMing and they decide that it's not for them, at least they have some perspective into what you do behind the screen. And that, in turn, will make them better players. But with that stuff said... That's it for me, guys. If you liked what you heard this week, consider following me on Twitter at Bard Inquisition. And if you'd like to help me out, I do have a Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash Bardic Inquisition. Also, if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at bardicinquisition at yahoo.com. As always, I'll catch you guys later. Until then, have fun, play games, and... Don't stop dreaming. guys uh post show vince here i have a bit of a question i'm thinking about either streaming or i'm thinking about putting my dm notes up on patreon let me know what you guys think bye